Hey, 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 friends. Welcome to Grief Guidance. I'm your host, Kristen Hines, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about motivation. Whether you have tons of motivation or you're lacking motivation, everyone's motivational drive is different while grieving. For me, example, I lost all motivation to do everything and anything underneath the sun. I did not want to talk to people. I did not want to clean the house. I didn't want to do the dishes. I didn't want to go to work uh, and etc. The, the list is very, very, very long on the things that I didn't want to do. And coming from a person who was, you know, driven and I used to like to set goals and I would meet those goals and I had dreams and wants after Brie and dad died. A lot of that just went away. I did not feel that drive to push myself towards excellence. I did not feel that drive to push myself myself towards wanting more. And it was a hard journey to get over, but I feel like I finally come to a place where I'm okay with where I'm at when it comes to my motivation to do things. And so in today's episode, we're going to dive more into that. And I'm going to give you my experience around motivation and how I get things done now. And we're just going to have a little conversation about it. So if that interests you, keep on listening. Welcome, friends, to this week's episode of Grief Guidance. Thank you so much for showing up today and giving the podcast a listen. It means the absolute world to me that you guys take your time or take time out of your busy days and schedules to give this episode a listen and this podcast a chance. And so thank you from the bottom of my heart. And like you heard in the intro, we are going to be talking all things motivation because motivation for me is not currently, but it used to be a subject I did not really want to talk about, a subject I kind of liked to avoid after Brie and Dad died, because for me, I was someone who valued motivation. I was someone who really did not struggle with having to get motivated to do something. I was that person that had like a weekly calendar with the whole entire day filled out. I was the person who created goals for herself and crushed them. I was the person who had all these dreams, aspirations, like ideas, and my life was just kind of dedicated to bettering myself and wanting more for myself. And after Brie and Dad died, I lost all of that. And by losing all of that motivation to wanting to be better, wanting to do all of the things... I kind of lost myself in the process because I really linked my personality and who I was and my worth to how motivated I was to better my life. So the more successful I was, the more money I was making, the more friends I had, the like, you know, it can go on, etc. Um, that's how I valued and, you know, figured out how worthy my life was, basically. And so, like I said, after Brie and Dad died and all of that went away, I was so confused and so lost and I felt so helpless, so helpless and like I failed and that my life was kind of worth nothing at this point because I couldn't even get out of bed. I couldn't even do a load of laundry. And so it has been quite the journey to get back to not really my old self because I don't even like her anymore. I mean, she, she she served a purpose, right? Like she served a purpose back before Brie and Dad died. 
And But now looking back, I'm kind of grateful for the fact that I had to take a look at what motivation means to me and like really reevaluate my life because now I just feel a lot, what's the word, like more free in my decisions to, on how I better my life, what I look towards to find worth and value and things like that. And so I'll stop my rambling, but we're going to continue talking about basically how it was so scary for me to have to let go of who I was, embrace what was in my reality currently, and moving forward from that. So before Brie and Dad died, like I said before, my true focus, like if I'm really honest with myself, my true focus was just so hyper fixated on the fact that I wanted to better, in air quotes, my life by getting the bigger house, by having the perfect marriage, by having the perfect friends, and perfect in the sense of people in higher places than myself that I could... Um, not necessarily get something from, but I can benefit from in that way, like people who knew other people, right? Like basically, quote unquote, popular people. I wanted those types of friends. I wanted my name to be recognized. I wanted, I wanted basically my name up in lights. I wanted all the money. I wanted the fancy career. I wanted all of those things. And that was a hard pill for me to swallow because I really don't think of myself as like a materialistic type of person. But when I sit down with myself and think about it really like long and hard, before Brie and Dad died, I really was like kind of shallow in my thinking of what success was and what motivated me to want to be better. And it wasn't this now I feel like what motivates me to be better is that I just want true happiness. Like I want true peace and I want joy and God has shown me how I can do that. Like before I thought that I was clinging to God to some extent and now I really know what it means to cling to God and his goodness because he will bring you that peace. He will bring you that joy and that happiness and he has instilled these friendships, these valuable life-giving friendships into my life and I never knew I needed this kind of or these kind of things until you know, I was basically stripped of everything. So when Brie and Dad died and I was left with nothing, I had to basically rebuild. And letting go of my old self, the one that thought all of these materialistic things meant something and that my motivation to do them equaled my success, and having to be like, okay, <laughs> now being successful now after Brie and Dad died dies may just look like going to therapy and being honest with your therapist. It may just look like getting motivated enough to get out of bed and wash your face. Because like for me, the depression hit kind of staggered. Like I thought I was okay. And I knew I wasn't because obviously I just had this like traumatic um, stuff happen to me. But it took a couple of months for it to really sink in that, hey, like you're depressed. You have like really bad anxiety. We need to process this and get like help. And so it really took a while for me to fully, fully now let go of what used to motivate me and switch that around. Because still, even months, it's been a year and five months, year and five 
whatever, almost a year and a half, right? Since Bree and dad passed. And it took a while for me to realize, I was still like chasing after how I used to view motivation. I was still chasing after, like, I was getting down on myself. I was like, why the heck can't you get out of bed and clean your own house, Kristen? Like, that's stupid. The fact that you can't do that means that you're a failure. It means that you're worthless. The fact that you can't get out of bed and wash your hair and, like, text your friends or your family, that means that you're worthless. And I kept on, like, unconsciously telling myself these thoughts over and over again of you being like I could not get the motivation to do anything and like the house kept on getting dirtier I kept on like collecting things and just I have rooms now in the house that are filled with stuff and we'll get to that later in the episode but I I kept on beating myself into the ground for not being able to get motivated enough to to do the stuff I used to do when Brie and dad were alive. And again, it took months for me to realize that, like, yo, Kristen, like, something major just happened in your life. Like, these people are dead. They were very, very valuable to you. Very, very, like, close. They were family, and they loved you, and, like, you loved them. And it's significant. And that you need to realize, like, I needed to realize that, Life is not going to be the same. I'm not going to be able to operate the same now as I used to. And I don't know why it took me forever to realize that, but it did. But hey, we all learn. We all grow. So it took probably like six or seven months for me to let go of the idea that like, hey, your motivation to do things is going to look a lot different than it is now. And it was then where I started to realize, okay, I need to make some changes and I started to sit with myself and figure out what can I do to help myself get some of the things that I need done and to move on from like certain tasks. And so after the break, we'll come back and talk more about that. So after those six or seven months of realizing like, hey, I really need to figure this out and so that I'm not continuously tearing myself down and making myself feel bad for something that I cannot control. Um, and that's another issue. I feel like a lot of people who suffer with wanting success and, and wanting to be motivated to do certain things, um, if you have that complex <laughs> like I did before, um, it's hard for me because a lot of people especially when you're grieving and I've experienced this firsthand so I really can only speak upon my own experience but some people really just kind of expect you to continue to live your life the way you have been before like even after people die and like you know that you're supposed to work the same communicate the same be the same person uh, have the same dreams and the same goals and life after death is completely different from that. And if you haven't lost lost someone significant, you really probably won't understand to the extent that grieving people understand and know it because we're living it. Like I can't go I can't just, you know, snap my fingers and switch back to me wanting to like run a multi-million dollar business after like three months after Brie and dad died like my brain just does not work like that and so anyway I digress after like the six and seven months passed and I was trying to reevaluate like hey what can I do 
Like, what's beneficial for me? How do I want to define this joy? How do I want to seek out happiness? And things like that. I started to realize that my motivation was just going to have to be to get up and do the bare minimum, right? Because before that, I literally did nothing. Like, getting out of bed was difficult. I'm not even lying. Showering was difficult. Talking to people was difficult. It gave me, made me anxious. It made me want to, like, rip my hair out, basically. And I started to just realize that all I could do and all I could motivate myself to do was to basically just do bare minimum things like let the dog out, feed the animals. Even laundry was still difficult, but like do laundry. And there was even times when I literally went clothing shopping to get new pairs of socks and underwear because... I did not want to wash the old ones. Like that's how bad it got at certain points. And I'm not even, that's, I'm not judging that. I'm just saying like that's how bad for me it got. And and, I, and it kind of was like a wake up call. Like, okay, I probably should figure some stuff out. Um, and then I, like in like dust mopping, we have hardwood floors. And so just simple things like taking two minutes and focusing on just dust mopping the house is good maybe loading the dishwasher maybe because that takes a lot of like like um focus and I don't know why and so it was little things like that that I had to just you know succumb to and be like hey if this is all that we can get done today that is perfectly fine if this is all that we get done in the whole entire day we are not judging ourselves for it we are not we are not going to make fun of ourselves and we're not going to compare ourselves to other people while doing it as well. And so after a few months of just staying in that routine of like doing just enough and just enough to scrape by, I started feeling like I was able to add more onto my plate. And so little by little, I kept on adding like bigger tasks like, hey, maybe today we'll clean out the cabinets. And then like maybe today we'll clean out the fridge or fold all the laundry that you did things like that and eventually it did start to get easier and easier to get things done and it got easier and easier to motivate myself to get this kind of stuff done but it still was never to the extent as before and again like those thoughts always come creeping back like Ugh, why aren't you trying to like better your life why aren't you trying to do this and it was also at this time when where I stopped so a, a little side story before Bree and Dad died, I'd had I had almost 50 self-help books. Right? Just self-help. That's all I read. I literally read nothing, like no fiction, no what like nothing like that. No adventure, no fantasy, no mystery. I would never pick up a book like that. All I read was self-help. Around this time, like 8 or 9 months, almost like probably 9 months after Bree and Dad died, I started to dive into the world of reading fiction because it allowed me to escape and things like that. And my crazy skewed mind during the time, even I felt like a failure even to read a fiction, to sit down and take the time for myself to read a fiction book, like a mystery book or a fantasy book, right? I felt like I was the world's biggest failure taking the time for myself to leave this world and to dive into another world. And 
it was then as well that I started, I was like, like really thinking about why in the world am I making, like I'm putting so much expectation on my shoulders for no reason. Like, why am I making myself feel bad about reading a book that I thoroughly enjoy? Like, that's how like skewed my brain was uh, before Brie and dad died and then having to figure it all out uh, post-death. And I just, you know, sorry I threw that in there. It was kind of off topic, but I'm sitting in front of my bookshelf and I'm looking at all of them because now I I get, I got rid of many of the self-help books. I only kept the ones that I thoroughly enjoy. And now my bookshelf is pretty much filled with fiction, with mystery and um, fantasy books because I thoroughly enjoy reading those books. And like, and Ben does too. So I guess he kind of helps with this whole like, okay, Kristen, you can like find joy, like enjoyment while reading. You don't have to do it to learn something and for it to be productive. Like you can just read a book to read a book. Anyway, sorry for that little rant. But after the break, we'll come back and get back on track about what we were talking about with motivation after death. So now we are a year and five months, almost a year and a half after Brie and dad died. And I think I have finally come to a really good place. I mean, it probably could be better, but it's much better than before. So to me, it's a really good place with motivation and how that looks for me now. Because again, I I don't have that crazy drive to want to better myself only for personal gain. God helped me through my losses so much. And so my motivation to do better is for his glory. My motivation to want to have stronger friendships and and relationships and to be a better person is because I want to serve God better. I, I think that he has placed this ministry on my heart to serve others who are also grieving. And so my heart gets on fire for to do that. It's not this personal gain anymore. It's his gain to help everyone. And that makes all the difference when it comes to me wanting to get motivated because I can, you know, reach towards him. I can ask him for help and he does help me. And so I switch my mindset and my motivation from selfish thinking, selfish thoughts, me wanting to do this, me wanting a bigger house, me wanting all the money and the fame and the glory to know like God got me through this. I'm now I'm indebted to God. He's going to help me. I'm going to help him. He has places on my heart. I'm going to help serve him and and giving all the glory back to God, not to myself. And that has made such a significant impact in my life. And it has helped me motivate myself to do the things that I, I want to get done and to do the things that I want to do. And so, and don't get me wrong, there are still days where my grief is stronger than my motivation to do things. It's it, it just overpowers it. There are days where I still can't do the laundry. There are days where I still can't get out of bed. They are far and few between, but they're, they're, they're still there. And I believe that they won't ever completely go away. Uh, like they probably will still always be there. And that's perfectly fine, right? Perfectly normal. But I just feel so much better in my motivation to do things. Like I can set myself up to like 
better myself in terms of getting the whole house clean and feeling really good about it or doing all the laundry, getting it washed, folded and put away because we all know that that is like the eighth, ninth wonder of the world or whatever number we're on. And so those types of things I get so much joy out of now because I actually can do them as bef like before I couldn't. But again, it took like a year and a half for me to realize like, hey, this is a literal marathon. It's not a sprint. And you're going to have to just accept every single stage of your grief journey that you're at and work within its means. And to some people that might sound restrictive to others, you might understand. But seriously, like wherever you are in your grief journey, you really can't get out of that stage. At least for me, I couldn't. I had to really accept where I was at and just try to be the best version of myself in that moment. And so after the break, we'll come back and talk about things that have been helping me to get motivated to do the things that I need to do besides having it always be God-driven. So before I dive into the three steps that have really helped me to get motivated and to get things done in my life that I needed to get done, I just want to speak upon something really quickly. And so I, again, I used to be a very organized person. I used to be very, like, I have my goals, I have my wants and all that stuff in order. And after Brie and Dad died, obviously, like we've been talking about through the episode, that stuff started to just snowball, right? It was a small mess. And this is just going to be pertaining to messes in my house, right? Because before, I really wasn't that messy of a person. Like, I'm not like a super clean freak, but I was never really that messy of a person. Everything kind of had its place and like that was that. And so after Brie and Dad died, it was like a snowball effect because we were taking care of my dad's estate and my dad was basically low-key a hoarder. And so he, um, sorry, I'm fixing my table. He was... He collected everything and so we had no place to put this stuff so my house started to just get filled up with all of these things our basement was filled up with all of my dad's things every single nook and cranny in our house is filled up with just clutter and stuff and at first it did not phase me because like again I was like in this fog after Brie and dad died like I didn't care what got put where I wasn't cleaning the, the stinking house like I didn't even care but now that we're a year and a half out, the clutter is starting to bring me anxiety. And so I've been slowly getting the motivation back, thankfully, to start to take care of some of these little things. And before, again, before, before Brie and Dad died, I would be that person to be like, okay, on Wednesday from 6 to 9, we are cleaning out all the closets. On Saturday from 1 to 5, we are cleaning out the garage on blah, 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 blah. Like I would be able to schedule it and then just have it done. But again, I, la I lost all motivation after Brie and Dad died and we're just starting to regain it back. And so now what I have to do to get my motivation like I have the motivation, it's starting to get there, right? Because I want to get it clean. I want to have a clean decluttered house. I want all of those things. So the motivation is there to do so. Um, and now these are the steps that I'm starting to take that I have realized are helping me. And again, what helps me might not help you. And you might not even have this problem. I know other people who are grieving who take it to the opposite extreme, who like 
have motivation to do all the things, to hit all the goals, and they have the opposite effect that I did. And that's perfectly normal as well. But again, we're just speaking from my experience of being a messy or a clean, organized person into we're still clean. We're just cluttered. We're just really disorganized. And that's what brings the anxiety. Anyway, so the things that I have realized have helped is one, I made a huge master list of every project that needs to get done. So like cleaning out the car, cleaning the bathrooms, repainting the house, cleaning out the closets, cleaning out the side rooms that we have, redoing furniture. Like there is this huge list, master list of all the things I have neglected to do in the last year and a half since Brian and dad died that I now need to get done or want to get done. And, and again, the, the list is huge, which before I would just literally tackle one thing after the next without giving myself room to breathe. But we don't do that anymore because that is old Kristen energy. We're in new Kristen energy where it's more flowy. It's more feminine, excuse me. It's more just we're going to get things done when they get done. But there's going to be somewhat of a timeline if that makes sense. We're no longer pushing ourselves to exhaustion. We're no longer doing things that do not allow us to feel good about ourselves and stuff like that. And so I, out of that list, I make mini goals. And when I mean mini, I literally mean like today, for example, when I get done with this podcast, I'm going to clean out the one side closet for 15 minutes at least. That's my mini goal. I don't care what happens. I'm going to set a timer 15 minutes because 15 minutes is more than what I would have done if I just didn't do anything. You know what I mean? So set mini goals on your ma- of your master list and sooner or later you'll just start to get things done. You'll start to make progress in your life. Excuse me. And I know that this is talk I'm talking about actual physical messes because I know a lot of people who are grieving who suffer from this where they just don't have the motivation to clean and the cleaning, having a clean house and a clean space for your soul and energy to operate in is important in my book because it allows you to feel better about the like the the vibe and the environment that you're living in and so having a messy house to me is something that stresses me out and I know it stresses other people out and so creating a mini list to get those goals done it allows you to get motivated because you do that one little mini goal and then you're going to go to the next and the next and the next and sooner or later your motivation is in full power getting all the things done but allowing yourself not to be super stressed out about it and the last thing that I need to remember while trying to I don't even want to say fix my motivation but trying to get it back to some extent is to be gracious with myself and to love myself throughout the process like if there's a day where I just can't get that mini goal done guess what I'll have tomorrow and it'll be okay if I don't get it done today and like life is still going to move on even if the clutter is still there. And I know that's kind of counter, uh, what do you call it? Counter, I can't even think of the word, <laughs> brain fart. I know it's kind of like a lie to what I just said, but um, it's true. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to live in this space where I am just doing things and not forcing myself to do all these things all at once and be the person that I used to be because she was so like crazy driven. It was, it was not a good type of drive. 
and I want to be this more soft, go with the flow type of person. And so giving myself grace when things are hard is kind of difficult for me, to be honest. Like, again, like, there are some days where I cannot do the stupid laundry. It's just like you put clothes in a washer and you hit a button. Like, it's not that difficult. But for some reason, my grieving brain is just like, nope, we're not doing that today. Absolutely not. And I fought that for the longest time. But like, why? Like, there's no point in fighting it. I have like the rest of that day. I have like the next day. If not, Ben can help me to get it done. And so I really have to learn how to give myself grace and how to be okay with not getting some things done. And I think that just allowing myself to go on this journey and be gracious with myself, take it day by day, knowing that my motivation is going to come back. Um, and maybe not in full force, but it's going to come back surely but slowly and just keep my, what do you call it, my brain like focused on that. Because again, I thought it was gone. I thought I was never going to be healed. I thought I was never going to get better. But I am here to say that, you know, if you're suffering through this as well, things will get better. Again, I'm a year and a half-ish out and the motivation is starting to come back slowly. I'm starting to do some of the same things as I used to, but in a better and healthier way. Like I'm starting to want to reach out and create these lifelong friendships. I'm starting to want to get my career back on track. I'm starting to want to clean the house and make it into this loving, like soul-giving home. And again, those things were put on the back burner for the last year and a half and it has taken a toll on my mental health. And so now we're just going to slowly reintroduce all these things and we're going to get better, y'all. We're going to get better and we're going to be healed and we're going to be amazing children of God. And so guys, I, I love you all so much and thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this episode. I know it was kind of messy, like with all my other episodes, because, you know, I just start ranting and talking. Um, for you, for people that don't know, I don't have a script, so that's probably why it's so chaotic. Like, I just, I hit record, and then I just spew out things. So I'm sorry if it was kind of messy and all, all over the place, but again, motivation for me is something that was super important is now not so much, but I'm starting to learn how to healthily be motivated to get things done post-grief and post-death. And so, guys, thank you so much for listening to, to today's episode. If you liked it, please give us a like, comment, share, and let a friend know if you think they're grieving and motivation is an issue for them. And I cannot wait to see you all next week on Grief Guidance. Have a wonderful day. Thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode of Grief Guidance, all about motivation. And thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to give us a listen and a comment and a review because anything that you guys do to help further this mission of normalizing grief conversations, anything, anything at all always helps. And so thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And I would love to just pray over you today. And so dear Lord, thank you for allowing all of us to get together and to listen and to learn from each other. Lord, thank you for giving us the grace to just be okay with ourselves in the situations in which we are in. Thank you for giving us the grace to learn from our journeys and to just be okay with whatever grief stage we are in. 
Lord, the motivation for us to do things can become daunting and overwhelming. But Lord, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for making me realize and probably making other people realize that motivation doesn't have to be self-driven. It can be God-driven and we can wake up with purpose and happiness and hope and love and peace, even while grieving, when we know that you are the motivation driving everything. And Lord, thank you for always just being there and giving us enough to continue our days and for us to be better. And Lord, thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for our pain, our guilt, our shame, and our sin. And Lord, I just love you so much. Thank you for everything that you do. It is in your name that we pray all these things. Amen. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Grief Guidance. I cannot wait to see you next week here on the podcast. And I hope you guys have a happy day and happy healing. Love you all.